Welcome to another Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week is the Ashen Lords weekend. Well, the first week of the Ashen Lords, and we have a bunch of news to cover in the patch notes as well as my thoughts on this update. All that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you're all having a great time on the seas. This week, uh, we had a whole bunch of stuff come into the game, and we're going to dive into it. So I wanted to start off with the Pirate Emporium. So just looking into the Pirate Emporium, there is a ton of new stuff that dropped in, including emotes, uh, some deals on liveries, as well as some new pets and some new outfits for your pets. So first things first, head into the Emporium and make sure that you pick up the heel click emote where you kind of jump up into the air and you click your heels together and that's i guess that's what you're doing that's what you do that's all it's it's free it's free go pick it up it doesn't matter next is the ashen curse pets uh these these are about as close to pokemon as i think we're going to be able to get in see if you i could be proven wrong it's it's very possible that we could definitely get some actual Pokemon in the game. But if you're uh, you're if you're looking for some fiery kitties uh, to round out your your uh, elemental set as you head towards uh, Pokemon Master, be I can't remember what it is. What is it? Is it Pokemon Master? No, I want to be the very best, best that I ever was. I want to be the very best. I can't remember what it is. Uh, anyway. We got some new Ashen Curse pets. Um, their chests are ripped open, their rib cages are exposed, and they have a big glowing heart heart that is glowing and it is gross. And I I went ahead, I picked them up. I, I got the bundle. Let, let me actually before we get into it to when anything as far as like what came in, there is the Ashen Creatures bundle. Um they do bundles every month that they have new stuff come out uh, and it always changes but I, I just wanted to kind of remind people that you you can save money if you have game pass or i think it's game pass yeah if you have game pass you can save uh what is it 10 percent? i think it's 10 percent off and depending on what it how much ever it is normally in your in your region with your currency or whatever you know space bucks you come up with uh you can pick up the uh marmoset the cursed ragamuffin and you can have these guys with some ancient coins as well as some uh some gold and or let's see 1000 ancient coins and 2500 gold or no 25000 gold let me double check i'm pretty sure it's 25000 yeah it's 25000 and 1000 ancient coins so yeah it's a good deal um the the 1000 ancient coins that alone is is already that's that's a little under 10 bucks uh just based on the the currency exchange so for 5 bucks you're getting two pets and gold so that's actually that's still pretty good deal out there if you guys are looking to capitalize on the emporium stuff and you don't want to buy everything you just want to have like a, a little taste of some of the things uh go with the go with the, the bundle it's a good deal and uh besides that they have uh sales on all the sales does that make sense sales on the sales so they're having a, a discount a limited time discount on all of the ship livery sets uh in the in the actual emporium actually not 
all of them. I, I take that back. The two most recent, which is the Ruby Splash, Splash Tail, which I hate, and the Blighted Ship Collection, which I love. Both of those aren't on sale or at a discounted rate. But the uh, the the Night Wolf, the uh, Royal Sea Squirrel, which is a hilarious name for the Conquer set, the um, Viva Pinata, the the Cameo one, the uh, Joanna Dark, and the Killer Instinct, uh, even the Bird and the Bear, the original one, uh, or actually no, the Bird and the Bear one doesn't in is not included but all the other ones except for the the first the last two and the first one ever released are all on sale and they're they're looking pretty good i think uh i picked them up for 15.99 when they're normally 24.99 so you're you're getting a pretty good deal on those uh so if you're holding out on some of the liveries and just wanting to pick them up because normally if you pick up like one set that's like 25 bucks uh you can pick these up for about 16 bucks now so that's not too bad so uh just keep an eye out on the emporium for that the one thing that i did want to highlight though that i'm actually pretty pretty surprised by i you, you guys may have heard me in the past talk about this and you know I'm, i've always been kind of a stickler about the whole emote thing because it never really spoke to me and uh i i gotta say this this month has me kind of excited for the emotes i went and i picked up a bunch so there's a storytelling emotes bundle that i just got which is um kind of different emotions on general jabber as your character just kind of emotes uh for some reason i really love the g joe emote i think it's great when you're talking to, to people on stream and you just use that and you don't have a webcam and you just want to like talk as your character and the storytelling emote bundles are actually really nice for that the other one is the character emotes bundle which I've seen a lot of people picking up and using. Uh, the thing with these is that you can actually use the same emotes as the trade company uh, merchants. So you've got the the best one, which I think is the mysteriously casual one. And that's kind of like the the lean up against something with your arms folded across your chest and your head, your, your kind of foot over your, your other leg. I, I really love this one. It, it feels like the most piratey one you know, the casual, uh, uh, vagabond and stuff, but you've also got, you know, like a key hoarding, uh, gold hoarder position. You've got a, uh, soothsayer with a skull for the order of souls. And you've got the, the bill or the, uh, clipboard with the ledger for the, the meticulous merchant one. And then you have like the shipwright, the swordsmith and a couple for Duke, I guess. I don't know. Maybe in case you wanted to role plays Duke, you've got Duke's drinking spot and Duke's hiding position, uh, which, Honestly, that's that's kind of on par for the course for the Dark Lord. Always, you know, we know we, we know we're on to him. So now he's he's having to spend more time in hiding uh, when he's not just blatantly drunk sitting at the tavern uh, tavern table. Which, by the way, rare. Hey guys, can can we can we interact with seats yet? Is that a thing? Can we interact with them? I would love to be able to sit down properly at a table or on a chair or out in the in on like a rock or something. You know, just how how's that coming along? Is that coming along? Is that a thing? Can we make it a thing? I think we should make it a thing. So those are just some of the things that are uh, something you might want to keep an eye out for. Um, the one thing that I do actually like is there is now a tab in the Pirate Emporium that actually shows everything that's on sale. So if you're not sure, then you can at least see what's going on. The one thing that I'm kind of, um, 
you know, because of the server issues, I, I've been having some issues with Sea of Thieves. Uh, maybe now's a good time to kind of air grievances, but I've been having some issues with Sea of Thieves lately. Not, not, not anyone on the team is causing me to have these issues. It's just struggles that I'm dealing with internally that I have cause for concern. So um, the main thing is, is that this update has been delayed and uh, while I don't think that the Ashen Lords are going anywhere, as is evident with the Flameheart event, those are still available in the game and are in the world event. Um, this uh, sale or the, the, the limited pricing for the um, Emporium is going away in 17 days. That's three days more than two weeks. And we've only had it for maybe five days now four days five days six days yeah it's been like five days we got it on wednesday it's sunday today so we haven't had it very long and uh we we had it a little extended for flame heart and i understand that because of the the delay but um it's kind of a, a bummer that the stuff that's on sale the most all these livery sets are going away in 17 days so that's kind of why i wanted to, to kind of tee off the episode with this is just kind of like a, a big hey by the way you know, personal pirate pirate service announcement kind of thing going on there. And just kind of make sure you guys are aware of this because I, I don't want you to miss out uh, if you're just listening to the episodes. Maybe you're a couple episodes behind and you just pick this up and take a look at the date because today is the second and there's 17 days left in uh, in this event. So uh, a few weeks in, we're going to we're going to run into this issue. Let's see. So 17 days. So it should be probably the 26th okay 19th so third week into the month um this is going to reset so just kind of keep aware if you were considering maybe picking up some of the liveries that you hadn't had and you were hoping for a deal now's now's a really good time to jump on this uh Moving away from the Pirate Emporium stuff, uh, let me just kind of dive into something that I think is going to be kind of interesting because uh, at the moment we are kind of we're, we're looking for um, let's see. So right now the we I hate kind of doing the episode this time right now because I've got 17 hours before we find out what the rare event thing is um we I, I talked about it last week we kind of think that it's the 35th anniversary of rare LTD being a company and how they're going to be commemorating that with some sort of event in sea of thieves um I don't know what that is because uh I still got 17 hours before it goes live but I want to make sure that the podcast comes out there so Please, if you're uh, listening to this tomorrow, make sure you head over to weekly events and you take a look at what is going on at the events hub. So you have an idea of what the what you have to do to be able to earn whatever the head head or whatever the figurehead is um, at the moment. So moving on to the next topic uh i did want to mention this and i don't remember seeing it in the notes uh, i was digging through the the notes as i was kind of working on um this episode to make sure that everyone kind of knew what was going on um but with the the this new update duke's black market uh has the special stock the the back stuff of it uh is split into or actually no i don't think it's the old stuff i think it's the current stuff is split into doubloons and gold items and you'll be able to find new variants of past time limited items as well too 
So make sure you guys kind of take a look and see if there's anything that you maybe missed out on that you that you wanted to get, but maybe you didn't want to use the doubloons or you didn't have the gold at the time, because there might be some uh, swaps in the currency that might allow you to have it this time. So just kind of keep an eye out for that. And I think that's it as far as like deals go. I can't really think of anything too major um there you're you're going to be looking for the fearless bone crusher equipment uh for the the doubloons and you're going to be looking at the nightshine parrot equipment for the gold so i would take a look at the backlog and see if there's anything in there that you don't have that might be available for doubloons or gold um i already have all that stuff so i don't have pricing for you unfortunately i'm sorry i wish i did and i think with that i think we're good i think i i can i think it's time to dive into the actual meat and bones uh of of uh of the the spicy bonehead update so uh let's get into it ashen winds the Ashen Lords are Flameheart's most powerful pirates. Dare you face them in combat? Well, <laughs> I honestly got a couple opportunities to do this. And uh, yeah, I'm going to get into my feelings about it later on when I talk about my uh, my experience, my first night on the seas and the update. But I did want to kind of go over some of the things that you guys should be aware of when going into this update and just kind of general thoughts about uh, how it how it's kind of built up. So if you haven't been out on the seas and you're maybe listening to this to kind of see if you want to dip your toe into it, this is one of the next world events in Sea of Thieves, which uh, I believe I got confirmation when talking to Chris Marlowe uh, on stream the other day, thanks to uh, Captain Balzania, that the world event um, should scale based on crew size. So it should be easier if you're in a sloop versus a brig if you only have, uh, uh, if you're in smaller crew. So it should take less time. Little contrary to my experience, um, but I want to save that for a little bit later when I kind of get through the rest of the news. But there are now four ashen lords out on the seas and you might be looking for how to actually tell whether or not these are out there and that is the fiery tornado the vortex of flame the red lightning and the ritual summoning that's going on on some of the islands out around the ocean now one of them is definitely over at uh cannon cove and one of, one of them is definitely over at marauder's arch um I haven't seen the one for the Ancient Isles, so I'm not sure which island that is on. But if I had to venture a guess, I would say probably Crooks uh, or Crooks Hollow. Probably. I don't know. It's it's hard to know. Could be uh, Devil's, Devil's Ridge. Yeah, Devil's Ridge. Wow, I almost said Roar. Not the Devil's Roar. I actually don't know if there's one in the Devil's Roar. There might be, but there are four skeleton lords that are ashen lords out there if you guys go against these um i would i would be very i would it would be bad of me to say that this is going to be a quick fight because it's not it's going to be a tough fight and it's not so much that you're going to have um a lot of trouble with these i think a lot of the a lot of the different actual abilities that these guys have are new uh but are are decently telegraphed they're not 
amazingly telegraphed, but they are definitely telegraphed to some things. There's a lot of uh, vocal lines about what to expect with some of the different attacks. So uh, if he is going, if one of the Ashen Lords is going to uh, kick up a bunch of ash and create a giant area of darkness that is harder to actually attack in uh he's going to say uh something to that effect or she's going to say something to that effect and if you if, you know if, if they're going to say like you know if, if they're going to do a big knockback a big fiery knockback they're going to say you better run now uh which i think is a missed opportunity from uh world of warcraft with the karazhan raid with uh the the uh, little red riding hood and the wolf uh because that was that the the uh run little girl has always been a good meme in that in that community i would have loved to see uh some wow fans on the team kind of try and pull that in if they could so there's a lot of different attacks you should kind of be aware of, uh, be aware of the knockback that i just mentioned uh lunges they can now lunge at you which is pretty amazing looking breathing fire which looks amazing uh hurling flaming rocks which is uh kind of expect a small vo volcanic or volcanic uh, attack but more directed at you and uh, there's two types actually there's a, a lob and a chuck uh, the lob is a bigger uh, meteor or a rock that just kind of gets thrown up into the sky and kind of aims at where you were so you should constantly try to, to move so you don't get hit by those and then the chuck uh, is more of like a pitch from baseball so it's going to be more of a direct line uh, right to you um, just kind of be aware of those as you're going up against them don't stand still because you're, you're probably going to get hit by one of those two or try and uh, uh, bait him into a lunge um, there's also the third phase thing that i'm going to get into but um with those you you pretty much have oh and i forgot that he uh he, they, they still summon skeletons so you do want to be aware that that at some point during the phase they'll have the typical skeleton lord uh move where they'll they'll kind of summon a bunch of minions they're pretty easy to chew through so don't worry too much about as far as trying to uh to waste too much time you can knock them down pretty quickly so between hurtling balls of fire at you lunging at you uh knocking you back from behind like they've got a back hit they've they, they'll backhand you and take off half your health uh that that's not fun i didn't really like that because you know typically with the the skeleton lords we just kind of run up and mash our sword out on them you know you just kind of run up and start smacking them and uh they they you have to wait for them to do a move like uh the the knockback or uh some skeletons things like that before you actually have to worry about getting attacked um no no these guys will backhand you and they'll knock 50 percent of your health off so that's that's fun you know that's that kind of makes it a little harder so once you get through uh most of the the health of the first phase he'll they'll they'll i keep saying he there's there is a female one uh red rose um but they drop to their knees and they'll be kind of stunned for a while which is kind of a good way to try and push them deeper into the next phase uh you see this a lot with raid bosses in um in, in mmos where you know there's a, a a point where they're transitioning and you have a, an opening where you can actually weaken them 
So when they drop to their knees and they're kind of arched back and they're looking into the sky and kind of grumbling about how unhappy they are with the, uh, the outcome of the situation, that's a good time to run in and start wailing on them, you know, try and do as much as much damage as you can, similar to trying to get a, a, a red mermaid statue down, uh, if possible. Um, once you push them into phase two, that's when things start to get a little more ramped up. But it really isn't until the third phase that they will actually pull out the devil's roar. Is it the devil's roar? Let me, the roar of the devil. That's, it's basically the devil's roar. So they'll summon, uh, they'll, they'll kind of plunge their hand into the ground and they'll, uh, arc their neck back and they'll, breathe a lot of fire oh i forgot about the fire breath yeah so uh aside from the the backhand that they'll that they'll do to you if you're even if you're behind them if you're behind them and you're attacking them they will turn around and smack you pretty quickly like you don't really get a whole lot of uh, a warning for that but if you're in front of them and they don't lunge at you and they don't throw a, a fiery ball at you and they don't summon a bunch of skeletons they will breathe fire on you and uh, that's that is a continuous amount of health that just gets knocked off, um, and then you're on fire. So you gotta douse yourself or just eat through it. So um, yeah, a lot of death, a lot of death. Uh, but once you get into phase three, that's when they'll do the roar of the devil, which is actually kind of like a mini volcanic eruption, uh, right above where the ashen Lord is like a big, uh, big swirly cloud will appear above you, uh, and meteors will rain down fiery death. And it looks like it's straight out of, a um, a, a, a biblical event. I can't think of any other way to say it. it's, it's kind of like watching a 1990s action movie, summer blockbuster, you know, it's, it's, it's epic. They put a lot of a lot of time and work into the special effects for this event, which I I really think is amazing. I think they did a great job with uh, with just the the look and the atmosphere and the design of all this encounter. It's great, uh, especially if you get there before it's summoned and you actually get to see the ritual that's performed beforehand. Really cool. I, I really appreciate the uh, the amount of attention to detail that they put into that. Um, so when you get into the third phase and you've got that roar of the devil, that's when you need to take cover. That's when you need to be cautious. And you can't just kind of run out to the water because the water is going to be super heated in the area as well too. So the water's not safe. Uh, you need to find cover. And that's a good time to kind of eat some food, uh, reload your weapons, knock out any small skellies that make it to you before uh, they get pummeled with the, the meteors as well. So I keep saying meteors. I, I don't boulders, flaming, fiery boulders. I guess fiery boulders would be a little more accurate. But uh yeah, so these these are some pretty tough spiny uh, or spicy boneheads um just gonna say it. i i'm not a huge fan of how much health they have especially if the way i understand it these do scale and i'll, I'll get into why a little bit later on uh again i i know i keep talking about that why but i want to i want to kind of share share with you my captain's log later in the episode and give you a good idea of of how i'm feeling about this overall but yeah they're they're pretty they're pretty meaty bosses you're gonna it's gonna be like uh fighting the gold hoarder in this instance where you're, or a uh, gray morrow gray morrow feels apt to the the amount of time it's going to take to take down this boss not including the type of damage that he's going to be able to do so it's really hard to find time to actually get in there and actually kill him 
when you don't have a bunch of people with you. Uh, and that's kind of the, 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 that's a hint at kind of how I'm feeling about this right now. So once you have actually defeated an Ashen Lord, if you manage, you probably will manage. You, you're a great pirate. I've seen you, seen you do some amazing things out on the sea. So I have no doubts. But when you get an Ashen Lord down, two things will happen. One, geysers will start erupting and that's not a bad thing, but you know, just kind of keep an eye out for that. But it's actually going to uh, push up treasure from the ground. So you'll have a whole bunch of treasure around you to be able to actually grab this, which is one thing that I will say is actually kind of nice that they gave you something more than just the actual skull for the Ashen Lord. In fact, it's better than what the gold hoarder gives you, which is just his skull. You know, I honestly think that as you finish the gold hoarder event, uh, they should ad adapt it so that some of the treasure that he has is around the room. You just run around and start stuffing in your pockets, you know, straight up goonies, that stuff. Just put it all in wherever you can, even if you got to stick it in your mouth because you're a big mouth and your name is mouth. If your name's not mouth, you can still do it. It's okay. I'm, I'm going to allow it this time. So. Now that you have a bunch of treasure and you have this Ashen Wind skull, what do you do? Well, that's where the commendations come in for the Ashen Wind. So if you head over to, and I'm going to do this live, if you head over to the Bilge Rats reputation in the top left corner, you're going to see Ashen Winds, which is going to have a new tag tacked onto it. In there, you're going to have yourself 12 new, com or no, excuse me, 10 new commendations. Wait, how is that 10? I'm seeing 12. Oh, the titles. <laughs> the titles don't count. So there's going to be 10 commendations with two titles unlocking. The titles, I will say, are interesting because the first one is Banisher of the Flame. Eh, nothing bigger. The second one is Warsmith of the Flame. And the only other time we've ever seen Warsmith is when it is in reference to Wanda the Warsmith. So going into the commendations, pretty straightforward. And actually, it doesn't look like any of these have a time limit, which is kind of reassuring considering we're 17 days away from the next update. Who knows whatever that update's going to be? Probably just a bug fix if I have hopes. So the first four commendations are pretty straightforward. You've got Captain Grimm, you've got Red Ruth, which I said earlier was Red Rose, so I apologize for that. Red Ruth. Uh, you've got Old Horatio, who is actually the Ashen Lord that was escorting the coffin of Flameheart Sr. to uh, his gravesite before uh, or after his death. So that's that's kind of crazy. That's it's cool that we actually get to actually confront Horatio. I do have questions though because last time I talked to Flameheart or not Flameheart, last time I talked to uh, Captain Falcor, um, it was in it was in the understanding that the Seabound Soul that um, he burned up in the fog. Uh, the the devil's shroud. So I'm a little confused about how Horatio's back, but I'm assuming it's through the rituals that the skeletons are performing on the islands that are allowing him to be returned. And of course, the last one is Warden Chi, which that's awesome. I love that we're finally getting some Asian influence into the game. There was a really big thing in piracy in the in the the uh, in that time. Great to see that. I, I'm very happy. Love the aesthetic. Looks awesome. Very dragon-esque. Super cool. Very nice. Um, you have to defeat each of these five times. So that's 
25, no, 5, 10, 15, 20. So it's 20 times, but you do have the next commendation, which is to kill 25 Ashen Lords, which is kind of weird. I'm, I'm wondering where the fifth captain is, because we've got Grim, we've got Ruth, we've got Horatio, and we've got Chi, and that's 20. So you have to do one of these. You have to do each of these at least five or one more time plus another. So I don't really get that. I, I feel like there needed to be a fifth Ashen Lord so that it's just kind of a nice even number. You got five Ashen Lords, you got five defeats, and then you have your 25. Boom. It makes sense, right? I'm, I'm not crazy on this, am I? So once you've completed them and you get the skulls, then you can go and sell 25 ashen wind skulls and there's actually a commendation uh to sell at least one of them that has been fully ignited uh which i think means it's completely consumed and not fully uh the the, the crystal in the skull still has all of its magic i think it means when it's completely depleted which i'll get into in a second but i wanted to kind of move through some of the commendations here so you've got the next commendations after selling 25 and one of them being uh, fully ignited to set 20 skeletons uh, on fire with the ashen skull and then 100 skeletons with the ashen winds skull. So you have to you have to kill at least 100 skeletons with, or set fire to 100 skeletons with the ashen wind skull, which is very similar to one of the prior events. Uh, if you guys go back to the cruise of rage, this is a good opportunity for you to work on the cruise of rage um, commendations as well. Try and double this up if you haven't already, because you've got that um, you've got the the event where you have to actually go out and um, get uh, what is it 50 of each type burned yeah you have to set fire to uh at least three skeletons of each type 50 times and then you have to you have to set fire to at least 1000 skeletons and that's an individual based thing so for example right now i'm sitting at 400 or 547 skeletons ignited so that's a good way to try and double up the commendations so try and use that to your advantage if you can um heading back to the ashen winds the last commendation for this number 10 is to set fire to 10 skeleton ships with the ashen wind skull so that's going to be a little tougher to do um that's something where i would actually recommend utilizing the new fleets that they've uh, kind of worked on a little bit to try and make that easier because you're going to need to um set the, set this up you're going to need the skull and you're going to need to be close up to one of the skeleton ships or on the skeleton ship to actually get this to count but if you do that's going to make it all the better so those are the commendations there's 10 of them um you get some nice titles and some nice tattoos if you complete all of them and a set of sails uh that kind of represents the ashen lords as well too so make sure you guys get get in there and start working on these um the thing that i will caution you on is this is a world event and uh I don't know if I want to, I'm going to hold off on, on my feelings on, on this. Let's, let's keep moving through the actual notes. Uh, but before that, let's take a quick break. The hosts at robots radio get a lot of questions from people who are interested in starting 
their own podcasts about how they can start, how they can grow their audiences, how they can create good content, even what microphone to use and what software to use, things like that. Well, we're changing things up at Robots Roundtable to talk and share about the things that we've learned, the things that work and the things that don't. We're sharing with you our actual real-world experience. How can you launch a show like the Fallout Lorecast and get as many listeners as we did early on and rock it to the top of the charts on Apple Podcasts? How do you create a show in such a crowded marketplace as it is today, as opposed to 10 years ago? We're getting together every week to share our answers with you. Just look up The Podcast Professor, a robots roundtable with the hosts from Robots Radio. All right, Pirates, I hope you guys are having a good time. I did want to let you know about a new sponsor. Uh, We're going to have a few sponsors as we get these deals in, and I'm going to be looking at the ones that I think would be best for you and try and recommend the ones that I would actually try out myself. So Loot Crate, you know I've done this in the past, so I wanted to tell you now about Gamefly.com. You guys probably know what Gamefly is.com, but if you don't, this is a rental game online service uh, allows Gamefly to have disc rental subscription member service. As a member, simply tell them which games or movies you want to rent uh, by adding them to your queue. We will, uh, or they're going to then sh- ship them out to you as soon as the titles are available. And once you receive it, you can play it as long as you like and then return it to get your next game or movie out to you. And they also sell games uh, that they get that are used at a lower price. So you might be wondering like what this is like. So if you do say like the free trial, now we have a deal going where it's going to be a 30 day free trial. Uh, If you use the link in the show notes, you can then get a 30-day free trial. It's going to be unlimited rentals per month, no late fees, free shipping, and a $5 rewards every three months. You can cancel anytime you want. And if you kind of think about it like this, if you were to buy one $60 game every three months, Uh, that would be $60. If you do the free trial, it's going to be free for the first 30 days and then $15.95 for the second month and then the third month, meaning that after three months, you'll have only spent $31.90 as opposed to $60. If you were to buy a new game every month for three months straight with a free trial, you're spending $31.90 versus $180. So this just kind of works for itself. If you want to play through a lot of games, which I know considering a a lot of us are playing Sea of Thieves, which is kind of a game as a service. You may be getting your value out of that as it is, but there are a lot of folks that want to try different games, and this is a good way to do so. So if you head over to the show notes, you're going to see a link for Gamefly. Click on that and make sure that I get credit if you tr- decide to try out the free trial. And if you don't like it, make sure you cancel. Don't worry about it. Cancel before the 30 days and you won't get charged for the next month. If you have any questions, always feel free to reach out to me. I'll also make sure that I uh, uh, have links for you if you have any questions about whether or not um, this works. As I understand, Understand it. This currently is only available in the United States. So I do apologize for anyone outside of the United States as they do use the uh, U.S. Postal Service from what I understand. So they should be sending these out, out first class mail in the U.S. only. With that, Pirates, thank you again and back to the show.
All right, pirates, welcome back. And I did want to thank you all for, of course, listening to the ads that I've put into the podcast. I know it's a bit of a change, but it really means a lot to me that you guys uh, help support the Robots Network uh, or Robots Radio Network because I've I've had a really good time with them. I appreciate these guys a lot and the efforts that they're doing to make sure that my content is being pushed out to more people so that it's doing better, so that there's more justification for um, people playing Sea of Thieves. You know, give people information if they can. I, I love that. Um, Getting back to the patch notes, uh, so I mentioned that you're going to need to be able to set uh, fire to different skeleton ships, and they kind of changed the world event for uh, for this. So first off, Ashen Lords are supposed to increase in the the duration for or increase in the amount of times you're going to run into them during the Ashen Winds update. So just kind of be aware of that. Um, I'm going to get into my feelings about that a little bit later, but I just wanted to address that so you guys are aware it's going to be more frequent for the next 17 days as of the recording. Now, getting into the skeleton fleets, um, apparently this is not something people do. And I'm not too surprised because it's quite an engagement. Uh, you're dealing with a lot of uh, ship-to-ship combat, and it's not simple the way the skeleton ships or the ghost ships are. Uh, so it makes sense that the skeleton fleets are a little little more ignored compared to something like the actual um, the actual skeleton forts, where those all you're losing is maybe food instead of food supplies and cannonballs. So it makes sense that people are less risky when it comes to uh, doing a fort compared to skeleton fleets. But that's changed. That's actually going to be better now because the skeleton fort waves, uh, new skeleton ships are going to appear more quickly once the hound or once the, the horn sounds and the skeleton ships are going to be dropping storage crates containing food wood and cannonballs so it's even better than the skeleton or the ghost ships that we were dealing with where it was just food and cannonballs or excuse me wood and cannonballs so if you guys want to do the skeleton fleets, uh, now's a good time to actually jump back into that, especially if you're Pirate Legend and you've been kind of whittling away slowly at that sh- that 500 ship count to be able to get the cannons, the Pirate Legend cannons. Uh, it's going to be a lot easier to justify doing the fleets without having to stock up a lot prior to actually doing those and that's going to help a lot with uh the commendation as well too it's going to be a lot easier to justify sitting out there and wondering if you're going to have enough food water and cannonballs to be able to take on these fleets to get this commendation with the ashen wind skull especially if you don't have an opportunity to get all of them on fire so this is going to be a little bit nice uh, this is going to be a nice change it's going to be a welcome change and hopefully people will be more enticed to actually do this the trouble is is if you aren't listening to my podcast and you don't read the patch notes you're gonna not know this and you're not gonna do it because there's nothing in the game that i found that is stating that this is actually happening there's nothing saying like oh hey by the way if you didn't do this before you might want to check into it now because now you're going to be rewarded with supplies once you take down a ship which i love so now if you see an emergent ship out on the horizon like a regular skeleton sloop or something out there and you're kind of running on supplies but you still want some treasure 
you can at least justify attacking them knowing that they're going to drop a storage crate with food, water, or food, wood, and cannonballs. Water's everywhere. You don't need water in crates. I don't even know how that works. It's just like a weird, I don't, I'm not going to try and even make up a thing for that. I'm not that funny. Um, the next thing that I wanted to dive into with this update deals with the information that we got uh, a couple weekends ago when they released the video talking about being able to shoot through walls or what people were refer to as wall banging that is now in the game that is fixed uh, all melee and ranged weapons are now prevented from dealing damage through solid surfaces of the ship this means players can duck behind the mast for cover during a ranged weapon face-off or sink below deck to use the environment or and uh, some quick footwork to gain an advantage in sword combat Shots from ranged weapons can still pass through the ship rails, stairs, and decking grates, providing tactical opportunities to engage rival players on different levels of the ship. So essentially what this means is that wood is stronger than bullets and people can get off their high horse about there not being a skill gap when, sorry, that's just not, that's not how the game should have been. I'm cool with it. Um, one of the things that I think is nice about this update is the emissary change. So this is something that has been uh, floated for a while. It's something that I know uh, CJ or Super Pack, who you've heard on the podcast a few times in the past, has talked about uh, to, to great effect to, to try and point out that there really needs to be a distinct difference between what you sell something at and what you sell something at with an emissary. So that change has now come in. When representing an emissary uh, and cashing in rewards, uh, there's going to be a base value along with a bonus value earned from the emissary multiplier. So now you're actually seeing visibly how much more you're making using the emissary, which is going to be boons for people who are not quite sure of what the bonus is or what the the benefit of running an emissary is. Uh, and, and that's just going to help make sure that the emissary program persists beyond the point of when people max out their reputations. Because I would argue that most of the people working on emissaries are trying to either do one of two things. They're either working their way up the ledger for the commendation uh, to, to be able to get first place, or excuse me, the achievement to get up to first place when you uh, get first place in all five of the um, emissaries five months in a row, which I actually missed last month because I just didn't have the heart to play the game uh, as much as I normally do because I was diving into other stuff um, because I really felt like I was wasting money on games that I haven't been playing. So I've been trying to play other games to justify that cost. Uh, but beyond that, I'm glad that this change came in. It's more information given to the player. It's good information that's being given to the player. And it's something that needs to persist for tons of different stuff. They need to show like how you earn gold for other things, like getting back to the Ashen Lords thing, the skull. When the skull depletes uh, in flame, so does the value. And nowhere is that communicated outside or in the actual game. Like as the value of that skull goes down, then what you should see is something on the screen that has a little picture of a skull. And it should have, like every time you pick it up, it shows you the value of the skull. And just like a, a gas tank or something like that, you know, it should have a set value to it. 
And that set value should deplete every time you start, start letting off that flame. So you can see up in the top right of your screen, you see, hey, there's my gold, there's my doubloons, there's my ancient skeleton coins. And right below that is a little flame with a skull or a flamey skull, or we'll just take Ghost Rider. Just go with Ghost Rider. Little Ghost Rider is up in the corner and he's waving at you and he's pointing to a little thing that says, hey, this skull is worth 25,000 gold or 10,000 gold. And as you start using it, he his little flame diminishes and so does the value of the gold. So you can see a correlation between you're using the flame, the magic is depleting, there's a representation on the screen that shows me that I'm losing gold every time I do this. I probably shouldn't do it if I want more gold. So that is something that I think Rare could definitely start working better towards communicating that type of information to the player. Um, I had friends that don't look at notes. Not everyone checks the notes for every game that they play. So assuming that they're doing that, is a, a bad practice. No one should ever be assuming that people should have to read the patch notes for every single game that they play. There's just not enough time and it's not always important. But that information could be implemented more clearly to the player when they're actually playing the game. So that way they have a uh, choice. They have agency over their decisions and they can make that agency uh, or, or they can make that choice um, as they're actually playing the game instead of having to reference YouTube videos or podcasts. And I, as much as I would love to make sure that people are informed, I like it when people don't have to rely on exterior bits of communication just to stay up on the game. Um, I realize that's a that's a you know, that's a pie in the sky dream there, Logan. Congratulations, you just had the most big brain thought in the world. But I still wish that was the case. Uh, I still hope for that. You know, I I always think that there's more information that could be given to the player if they wanted that option in there. It's just a, a, a pull and push between making new content, fixing bugs, and making games more accessible for people, or at least communicating more information to players. So it's a dev thing. You know, there's only so many devs, and they're all working hard on everything. And it just depends on how things line up. So I get it and basically say like, hey, this is something I think is important. I think it's something that should be given to the players. And I think it's a quality of life change that could definitely be worked into future updates to try and make sure that people have uh, more information about what's going on in the game, considering so much is changing every single month. All right, Pirates. So there is a lot of information in the show notes that you guys should be diving into. Uh, I want to pick up a few of these things just to give you guys a heads up because it's stuff that's buried in menus. And I think that it might help you out. It might not. But I just wanted to give you guys a, a heads up about this regardless. So swapping between emotes, you can now still do an emote and access the emote radial. So say you're doing one thing and you want to do a, a really cool shift between another. You're not going to have that silly just standing there not being able to tell what the heck's going on. You'll be able to access your emote wheel when you're actually emoting now, which is kind of nice. Uh, the next thing is you can now set up a keybind for mute all other crews option, allowing you a uh, quick access to mute other players. So 
If you run into someone that is being toxic or just really annoying, say they've got an open mic and they're blaring music and you really hate it, uh, you can now set up a key bind, um, which is more beneficial for, I would say, mouse and keyboard players, for PC players, because unfortunately there's only so many buttons on a controller and uh, it's a bummer. And I'm, I'm actually, is it, so I'm a little, I'm a little confused. I've talked to people that have a Series X or not a Series X. What am I thinking? What is the thing called that's a really expensive? The Elite. The Elite 2. I think that's what it's called. So I'm a little confused about why the Elite 2 does not give you additional buttons. It just gives you the ability to remap existing buttons. What's that about? If I want to have four extra buttons, let me have four extra buttons for Pete's sake. It's going to make my life so much better. But um, I, I don't know how that works in uh, reality because I have not spent that money. I just have two controllers. One of them is the Cyberpunk one. The other one's the Sea of Thieves one. And that's probably all I'm going to be having until the Series X comes out. So um, until then, hopefully Microsoft gets your stuff together and give us the ability to have more buttons buddies pals chiefs gents i don't know glad to see that they're putting a key bind out there if you're say like sailing with kids and uh they're of age but you don't want them hearing something that someone else is shouting or they just are super annoying and you just want to mute them quickly instead of having to dive into the menus to be able to do that you can now set up a key bind or a specific button uh, on the controller you've always got that d-pad gives you a lot of options to be able to mute all other crews uh for pc players hey guys you know how that that mouse reset every time you opened up a barrel into the center of the screen I know you hate it. I love it. But you can now configure that. So you can always head over to the accessibility settings under the recenter mouse in menus option and be able to turn that on. Moving into some of the things that I actually thought were pretty interesting, I wanted to talk about accessibility. So I had an opportunity this weekend, as I did last weekend, to sail with Silent Combat. And it feels like every time I go out there and I sail with sil sil uh, Sightless Combat, I have another epiphany on just how little this game is accessible for people. But I will say, for the last uh, month or so that we've been sailing together for the two hours during the Xbox Ambassador stream, it has been, uh, and and not to not to to um, abuse the term, it has been eye opening to realize how ununiform it, it the the text menus are. So when you when you mouse over like your compass, it says compass. When you mouse over, or when you go to to equip uh, liveries at the uh, shipwright chest nothing. When you go to pull out your animal, like your, your monkey or your cat or anything like that, nothing doesn't tell you anything. But if you want to play a shanty, it'll tell you what the shanty's name is. So there is a large inconsistency in the text to speech uh, options when navigating menus in Sea of Thieves. And I don't know this because I don't use the setting, but man, that is, it is painful to have to sit here and know that that is still a, a step 
two two and a half years in two and a half years in that rare is is continuing to to add features for accessibility but we are still running into the situation where if you cannot see you cannot navigate the menus or if, or if you're not sure what the menus are then it doesn't uh explain what they are in in speech so let's get into the things that they did actually uh, put in instead of complaining about the things that aren't in the game so single stick control uh this is interesting i was playing around with this uh today and it is um super weird so when you turn this on you can choose either left stick or right stick and it gives you the uh auto center for the camera so your camera will always go back to center uh if you try and adjust it in fact you can't even adjust it it just automatically automatically keeps you centered in the camera and the auto float uh, and fixed position interactions are turned on so when you're playing with single stick control uh, you turn the left stick or you turn the the the, the stick left you turn left uh, you move forward with the right stick or you push up on the right stick and you move forward. You push down on the right stick and you move back. So it, it does the same thing for the left stick, but instead of um, turning with the right stick, you turn left or right with the left stick. So I don't know how uh, good this is going to be for people that are using one uh, half of the controller. Um, I'm kind of hoping that this might help folks that still have access to both hands so they might be able to use uh, the buttons and the triggers and bumpers for the right half and just use the left joystick uh, for for this option it's it's really weird if you guys ever find yourself on the seas and you're bored and you're just sailing from one point to another and it's going to take you 20 minutes to get there jump into the accessibility options and play around with this setting because i think you might be surprised at just how how odd it feels it feels kind of like old n64 days when we only had one controller it's 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 super weird you got to try it the other thing that they put in there is the um uh, let games read to me improvements and i i will say that a lot has been done with this update to try and increase the amount of narration instructions when navigating menus and settings, uh, as well as status messages. So if you kill a skeleton uh, with a with, and, and it pops up and it says um, such and such has been, you know, Captain Logan has been slain, uh, it will actually read that out for you if you're using that. So that's actually nice. It's nice to see that you can actually tell what's going on. Um, I would still push rare to add audio cues for when you take items from other people. Like if I, if someone's taking a cannonball from me, it says cannonball or chain shot or rigging ball, just things to kind of give people more information when they, when they can't necessarily see what they're getting. So hopefully that helps. Um, I, I feel obligated to, to really try and champion sightless combat because he's been such a good sport with the, the, um, two hour streams for the Xbox ambassador streams that, that have been going on sundays uh so if you guys get a chance i'd love to see more folks in there as well too it's 7 a.m pst which is gonna it's gonna be 10 a.m est and i think it's uh two two or three utc i can't remember um but yeah if you guys get a chance it'd be great to see some of you guys in there uh some of the other things that you guys may notice is uh ash and key masters are now spawning back on islands which is nice the ghost lantern now caught uh, casts a green light on uh surrounding areas and um 
the emissary grade meter UI is now um, um, a little bit different, should hopefully be a little more clear, a little cleaner on what's going on. So with that, uh, I think that's about it. Um, there's a lot of notes in here going over the hit registration, but to be perfectly honest, it is it is such an unquantifiable thing for me. You know, it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But for the most part, I really feel like it's just kind of at a decent spot. I, I don't I don't hit shots that don't do damage so often that it, it frustrates me. So I, I just hope that people are happy with this update. It, it feels like such a weird thing for everyone to still be punishing um, or, or, or punishing the devs for. And I get that there's a, there's a valid reason for it. And I'm, I'm not trying to detract from that because I've, I've been victim to it as well. But I don't know at what point I'm going to be able to tell the difference. Um, if I miss something, I'm going to miss something. And sometimes it may give me a hit marker and that person may live. That's just a server thing. And the servers have been on fire for, for the last couple of weeks already. So at this point, if I can log in, I'm happy. That's that's fine. But it I it's been to the point where I just haven't really felt in in stable enough where I want to jump in as much as I used to. So what I want again goes back to every other month there being a bug fix update that just kind of goes in and they spend the entire month uh, or however long they usually do for an update just to try and like knock out some solid bugs, put some patches into the insider, let us test it, give us focused feedback opportunities like they do with most stuff and just make sure that the game is staying as stable as it can be because I, I love the new content. But when I've only got a certain amount of time to do it, like 17 days, it kind of really, really doesn't make me feel good. And I think that I think it's time to jump into the captain's log. So I want to give my experience on how this has been. So I have been uh, I jumped onto this onto this update uh, the first night because I wanted to see what was going on. I wanted to go and actually experience it. So I didn't have anyone to sail with. Um, my normal crew was already full up and uh, we didn't have time to try and actually uh, set up a, a, a couple ships on the same server. So they ran a galleon, I ran solo um, and I was streaming. So uh, they were talking game biz stuff and I didn't want to try and detract from that. So um, I hopped out of that party and then jumped onto stream and just kind of talked with people in the game. Uh, what I noticed is I sailed from, what was it, uh, Sanctuary Outpost over to Marauder's Arch. Not a big deal. Fine. Talk to chat. It's cool. So I get over to Marauder's Arch and I am working on, it was Grim. I'm pretty sure it was Grim. And as I'm working on Grim, I'm taking note of the, uh, the, the different attacks and I'm noticing how they work. I'm doing my best to try and stay in line because it's just me at this point. And uh, I start, I start kind of working through, and I get him to the first phase stun, and I'm like, "Sweet, this is it, cool, that wasn't too bad." And then he gets up, and I'm like, "All right, yeah, I get it. That's eh, that's fine. We'll we'll go through this." And I keep pushing. So, and I get him to the third phase stun, and I'm like, "Oh, finally, good. This has been going on for like 30 minutes. This is crazy." So. 
uh, I get through the third phase and that's when the roar of the devil starts going on and it kills my time to be able to attack them. Cause at this point I'm solo. I've been fighting off the skeletons. I've been chomping away at him whenever I feel like I can, because I'm, I've noticed that this back, this backhand takes off half of my health and there's only so much food around. So I'm dealing with that. I'm putting uh, I reach shots into him and it's like an hour and I'm having to, I'm having to hide underneath the, 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 the environment to try and stay in live the fort that's over there. Uh, the wood isn't strong enough to protect you all the time. So you get knocked around and then sometimes you get knocked into the superheated water and I'm still having a heck of a time trying to actually deal with this encounter. Unbeknownst to me at some point, a sloop rolls up and starts dropping dropping shots into my sloop. And I'm like, ugh, fine. So I head over there and I kill the dude that is trying to board my ship. And I head over to the other sloop and I kill the dude that's on top of there. And I drop their anchor and I'm trying to figure out, okay, what do I do? How do I get rid of these guys really quickly? So I figured I was going to uh, drop their anchor, head over to my ship, and um, actually uh, put some shots into them. I just didn't know how I was going to be able to manage this. So uh, as I'm sailing around them, um, I'm getting shot. Or no, sorry, that's the second encounter. So uh, I sail them off. Or no, they they sink my ship because I headed back. I, I went back over to my ship. And I didn't think, I, I thought I had more time. I should have grabbed another bucket, but I thought I had enough time to at least drop sail and get mobile so I could take these guys out. No, I had wasted too much time killing the other guys and dropping their anchor and trying to decide what to do and not grab a bucket to save my ship. So my ship goes down. Granted, I'm at Marauder's Arch and I figure, all right, I'm going to head back once and I'm going to try and sink them and then see if I can get the the kill on Grime. So, or Grim, I think it's Grim. So I spawn over at, where was it? I wanna say it was Tri-Rock Isle or Liar's Backbone. It was one of those two. And uh, actually I think it was Liar's Backbone because I had to pass three three paces west uh, or, or the, the three paces um, sea post. So I'm heading back out there and I'm talking to chat and I'm really frustrated because I've wasted over an hour trying to kill this Ashen Lord only to have a crew sneak up on my ship and sink it even though I killed them. So I head back over there and I see Grim or Grim, yeah, Grim, and he's he's doing his normal thing. He's just kind of wandering around. Uh, the cannons are starting to fire at me, but I'm not too concerned with that. And I head over to where my ship was, and the sloop that was uh, fighting me, which bear in mind, they had a bunch of treasure. Uh, so I was looking forward to getting that as well, too. They had some skeleton fleet stuff that I wanted. So I'm over there, and they are an island away. Uh, I can't remember what the island is, but it's the one that's close. It's between old faithful and marauders arch on the north end of the uh map so if you remember hit me up and let me know because I, I can't remember right now but i look at them and they're sailing away and i'm like and i'm thinking okay well there's two of them one of them's going to be on the island let's do a lap around marauders arch and look for a mermaid so i do that nothing so i'm like okay well, that's kind of strange and then i notice that they're sailing back towards me and i'm like oh okay well pfft. We'll just have a proper out, out, out and out fight. So we engage and I land a, uh, a, a chain shot 
take out their mast, circle around them, and manage to get a lot of good shots in them. Uh, I get to the point where I'm repaired up, and I see that I'm getting close. So I throw some fire on the on on the ship, and with some blunder bombs, because I, I I learned from the last time I went and engaged that blunder bombs are amazing. I grab some blunder bombs and I hopped onto onto their ship. And one of their guys, uh, whilst having a bunch of holes filling up their ship, was trying to revive a guy that I had killed with a cannonball. I used a blender bomb and stopped him and then grabbed my sword and cut him down. So now both of them are dead. Their ship is sinking and I'm like, sweet. And then I noticed something. There's no treasure on this ship. And I'm thinking in my head like, okay, what the heck happened? It hasn't been that long. What did they do with their treasure? They weren't at, they weren't at Galleon's grave because they were just over uh, to, to the northeast or to the northwest of Marauder's Arch. So they didn't have time to go down to Dagger's Tooth either. Where's the treasure? Did they dump it on the other island? So as I'm doing this, uh, I'm looking at this mermaid that's in the water and I'm trying to figure out why there's a mermaid with no treasure outside of marauder's arch that is not going away and at this point i kind of assume that there's someone on the island i'm like oh god this is going to be a pain in the butt i've got a a dude tucking somewhere on the island i got a gray marrow over by the fort that has to die because i've been i've already spent an hour on him and i'm not going to try and give that up and then I start hearing cannon fire and I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? Who is firing cannon shots? And it dawns on me that it's the watchtowers around the outside of Marauder's Arch firing at another oncoming ship. And who shows up but another sloop? Now, I don't know which sloop this is. I have to go back and watch the VOD to try and figure out what's going on. But it's at this point that my resolve has just depleted. I am frustrated. I am annoyed and I just wasted a lot of time for nothing. I don't have the resources to take on another ship because everything that I was planning on getting from the first ship never showed up. So I have very few cannonballs, very few planks, and almost no food. Because bear in mind, this was a fresh spawn ship. I didn't have any any of the supplies that I had the first ship that I had. And I just can't justify trying to go against this other crew. I don't have the time or the effort. So they come around. I don't know if it's another ship or not. And I just say, you know what? Forget it. I'm I'm not that concerned with it. There's going to be time to work on this. I'm going to come back with a crew and we'll actually do this proper, which by the way, hasn't happened. I still haven't had a chance to jump on with a crew and actually do this. Uh, although I did get to do a raid in Destiny, which was kind of cool. Um, but I haven't had a chance to properly jump into this. And everyone seems to be having a blast with this update. The one criticism that I have uh, actually, sorry, I have a couple criticisms that I have of this. First off, these guys, these Ashen Lords, way too spongy for my flavor. Uh, I really don't appreciate just how much time it takes to try and take down one of these, especially if you're solo. This is not a solo event. So if you think you're going to solo it, you can go for it. But the amount of time it takes, you might as well do a Fort of the Damned and get a lot of treasure out of it as opposed to the the little bit of treasure that you're going to get and this this one skull. Um, it, it's just, it's the vortex is up. Everyone can see it. It's the current event. You might as well set up a Fort of the Damned and let that run 
and go do an ashen uh, an ashen lord as a as using the fort of the damned as a distraction. So that's just my thoughts on this. I really. I really don't like these skeleton lords. I think they look great. I think the uh, the uh, the encounter is really interesting. I hate the health. And I understand that this is kind of a way to drive engagement with PVP, kind of the way that the old forts were, but it really does not cater to solo people, which back when forts were three hours, that was the criticism that the game had back then as well, too, was that this game does not take soloing into account when they're developing the different things that you can do in the game. So until I get a chance to actually play with other people, it's going to be hard for me to recommend this to anyone that plays solo. And if you do play solo, I would highly recommend joining the Discord channel uh, or the Discord server, the Keelhauled one, so that you can actually find some people to play with. Because that's the only way you're going to really not feel frustrated is if you have multiple people spawn running or spawn rushing uh this guy these these skeleton these ashen lords till it it gets down and then you can have fun setting things on fire. Until then, I wouldn't recommend doing this solo. It's just too much of a pain in the butt, unfortunately. The other problem that I have with this is that this is a world event. It's not like a skeleton fleet that you can summon. So you run into the situation where you're having to go looking around from server to server and trying to find one of these events. Now you've got Krakens, you've got skeleton forts, you've got skeleton fleets, you've got uh, Captain Flameheart events, and now you have Ashen Lord events. That's five events. I'm pretty sure the Meg can spawn anytime, so I'm not counting that. But Kraken is definitely considered a world event. It only happens when other events drop down. So now you have five events that happen. Now there's a timer on when these drop. So, you know, if no one goes and does them, then at some point they'll actually despawn and a new one will spawn up. But if you don't have an Ashen Fleet or an Ashen Lord spawn, you might be waiting a while, depending on how RNG works. We don't have like a list of what happens after what. It's totally random. So the problem that I run into is you have four Ashen Lords that you have to kill 25 times on an event that is in cycle with four other events. And you've got 17 days to do this uh, before the, the frequency decreases. And that rubs me the wrong way because it feels a lot like those crates that we had to do a year ago when we had to try and get crates spawn to deliver to the uh, Brian's Bazaar out in the Devil's Roar. And I just don't like that. I just, I, I really, I loved the Captain Flameheart event for multiple reasons. It brought in a new threat. It was dynamic. It was lore driven. And, you know, some people may look at the Ashen Lords and say, oh, well, this is the next part of the of Captain Flameheart's thing. This feels so detracted from the lore because there's no Stitcher Jim. There's no Mass Stranger. There's no Flameheart. This is just a thing that just dropped in. And I'm like, cool. It looks awesome. Where's the story to tell me how these guys got brought back in? Where's where's uh, Wanda saying like, ah, all the work that you put in to help me get all this stuff over the last year has finally come to fruition, and I am now able to teach these skeletons on how to summon Ashen Lords. Mwahaha! <laughs> Just something like that. 
I would have loved to have. And I don't know if this is because of uh, coconut fever that has prevented people from being able to do voice work. I don't know if this is a development issue where they have had to split their time uh, trying to fix things on the server side, or if this is something that just wasn't ready in time. Lots of different things could be pushing this in into the situation. So I understand that this is, you know, games are hard to make, but I really wish that this had come alongside of a really interesting quest that uh, had the Order of Souls telling you like, hey, the Ashen Lords are back. We need your help. I know I just sent you out to go do the Ashen or the Skelet, the Ghost fleets. And it, you've done a great job, but there's a bigger threat now. And I wish that they gave us a way to spawn this, uh, similar to the tall tale with Grey Morrow, um, being able to spawn Grey Morrow, being able to have checkpoints for that, to be able to do it. Having this as a random world event that is uh, alongside other events that you have to try and just hope that you're on the right server just frustrates me. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't take into consideration the amount of time that I want to spend on it versus other games not even taking into account the people that just don't have time to play games that much. I have a lot of time to play games. I'm not too worried about it, but it frustrates me for other people's sake. So that's kind of how I feel right now. Um, I, I have faith in rare that if things need to get changed, they'll get changed and they'll, they'll work on that. I'm hoping that this is something that gets fixed in the future so that once uh, this event is over and we're on to the next event that something comes up that allows us to summon this on our own so that we can do it whenever we want instead of you know being a random world event I, I would like to be able to summon the kraken with you know cats you know need needing the sand wearing the kraken outfit I would love to be able to summon the Megalodon using the uh, using Merrick's song and the the drum. That would, that would be awesome. Can you imagine if you could just spawn a Megalodon whenever you wanted to fight one just to show it off to someone? I would love to be able to set a skull and summon a bunch of skeletons to spawn uh, one of these Ashen Lords the same way that I do with Grey Morrow. But I can't. And that's what's frustrating to me that uh again i i am at the at i am i am basically waiting for a world event to spawn and that sucks when i want to stock up a ship i want to play the game for a while and not have to waste a lot of time trying to take down other world events to try and have an opportunity to spawn an ashen lord uh only to have to sit there and fight other crews who are trying to do the same thing I am. Um, I had the fortune of joining up with a galleon the other night. So after that that last incursion that I had, I had the opportunity to join up in alliance with a galleon who was working on Captain Flameheart. I didn't get the, the, the last kill that I need, which was kind of saddening because I was just trying to, to, to help be helpful and stuff. But uh, they finished off Captain Flameheart without me. I didn't get my last commendation to get my sails. And uh, I sailed up to go after the next Ashen Lord that spawned. And I joined up after getting, you know, like six or seven powder kegs at one of the, at, at the crows. Uh, or no, I grabbed powder kegs because I needed to kill a shark. 
which I never did, but I did have a bunch of powder kegs on me. So I sailed up to Marauder's Arch on another server so that I could go and take part in the Ashen Lord. Uh, there was another crew there working. They had the, uh, the, the Alliance flag up. I joined their Alliance and I gave them the kegs that I had to use against Grim. Uh, and the galleon sailed up and helped out with that as well. And I got the one credit that was there, but it was like just a constant spawn of death. Like I died, I'd come back, I'd, I'd help out for a little bit and then I'd get killed again. Cause there's a bunch of different crews and I didn't take any of the treasure. I didn't take the skull. I was just happy to get the completion because I know I still need to get four more before turning in, uh, the, the actual skulls for it, or actually, no, I think I need the skulls. So I kind of missed out on that, but it's a three ship alliance. I'm not going to fight anyone solo versus a duo sloop and a four person galleon. I'm not going to win that. So I'm hoping that I just have a better go at it this week. I hope that this week I just have more of an opportunity to jump in with other people. The biggest problem is when I can play, which happens to be in this big dead zone between when people wake up on EU and when people are just getting home from work on AZ or AU and when people just are asleep in uh, NA. So it's, it's a bummer because that's just a, a life thing that I have to deal with and I can't really get around it because that's just the work schedule that I have to work because I, I'm not a streamer. <laughs> I'm not a streamer and I don't make anything uh, that I know of off of the podcast. Um, but hopefully that changes. Hopefully I can try and supplement my income somehow. I, I don't know. Uh, that's a whole nother story that really doesn't factor into the Sea of Thieves thing. So, so Overall, I'm pretty lukewarm in a fiery update that this is with the spicy boneheads, which I think is my new name for these guys. I actually really like the idea of just calling them spicy boneheads. So I hope you guys uh, got as much information out of this as you needed. I hope this doesn't kind of um, temper, or I, I guess this doesn't color your experience. Uh, to the point, I hope you're having a good time with this. In fact, if you're having a good time with this update, Please bring my spirits up. Get me enthused to come back and and, and play the game and stuff because um, I'm I'm only been playing it when I can go out and do fleets solo or I can jump into a crew and do the the spicy bonehead event. So I'm hoping that I'll get a chance to do that later. But honestly, I would love to hear your stories on this. I would love to be able to know what you guys think of it, uh, how much you're enjoying it, some of the fun things that you're doing with it. I've already seen boosters on the back of a galleon and some really, really, really bad uh, um, lowbrow humor coming out of it, which I, I still think is absolutely funny because I'm an idiot, but I'm totally willing to take um, lighting your farts on fire for the sake of a, of a good screenshot. So uh, that being said, um, there is actually the new uh, Sea of Thieves shot contest going on for the golden sales or golden hour sales event. And and it's ashen themed so you've got maybe another four or five days depending on when you're listening to this uh to be able to jump in and actually submit some fiery or some ashen uh things now bear in mind it doesn't have to be ashen lords you could go out to the devil's roar as well too so think ashen think of what you want to post and then go for it and hopefully you have an opportunity to win the uh, golden hour sales as well i think that's going to do it pirates um, I, I 
can't thank you all enough. Uh, I don't have any new reviews to to uh, share with you. So feel free, head over to iTunes uh, if, if that's what you've got available or you know access to. Uh, feel free to leave an honest review on there. I always read out the, the five-star ones just to give the people that spent the time putting the five-star review in there. Uh, I read all of them and take them into consideration when making the podcast. So there's also a questions and feedback channel in the Discord server too. So if you head over to the show notes, you'll always find a link to the Discord server if you're looking for people to sail with or play other games with or just talk about Xbox, PC, PlayStation, Nintendo in general. And yeah, head over to uh, C-A-P-T uh, underscore L-O-G-U-N on Twitch. That's my Twitch channel. I've been streaming a lot more lately and been mixing it up with a lot of different games between Destiny, between Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I just picked up a, a, a ship cutting game called Hard Space Ship Breaker. I think that's what it's called, uh, as well as a bunch of other stuff. So I am looking forward to playing games. Um, I'm totally down to play games with other people. I've been spending a lot of time in Grounded as well, too. And I'll probably be talking about Grounded in another Shore Leave episode. I've got plans to do another Shore Leave episode this week. Um, I got to sit down and talk about it because there's a bunch of news that I want to jump into. But overall, uh, yeah, head over to, to Twitch. I uh, would love to see your support on the the uh, Twitch stream. If you want to get in touch with me, you can always hit me up on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always email me at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. And I think that's going to do it. Um, hopefully, I'll remember to put the new sponsor stuff in the actual sponsor section, as well as an ad for another show on the Robots Radio podcast network. But other than that, Pirates, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. Radio.net.